Today on the Brass on the Mind podcast, I'm delighted to be joined by one of the most popular and iconic men in modern day brass banding, Philip Harper. Composer, conductor, educator, music editor and musical director of the world famous Corey Band, Phil puts a focus on musical excellence and cultivating an environment that also focuses on the mental well-being of his musicians for satisfaction and success. Grab a cuppa, sit back and enjoy as we delve deep into the mental and emotional aspects of performance and the benefits for satisfaction and success. Okay, so today I am with Phil Harper. Phil, thank you very much for joining me. You're welcome. Good, good. So um, let's let's get straight to it. Um, I kind of found that mental health was quite a neglected area um, in brass bands, and a lot of people weren't really taking in consideration the kind of um, mental aspect and emotional aspect of playing and looking after that aspect of their health. When did it kind of come to your attention that the the mental health side of playing and performance was important? Uh, well, I mean, to be perfectly honest with you, I would probably go so far as to say that in society as a whole, you know, pe- people didn't really have a handle on the importance of mental health until, you know, fairly, fairly recently. And obviously that then reflects through all aspects of society, of which brass, brass bands are one. But, you know, certainly um, my own personal journey through life, it's only been in the last um, few years, certainly, that that I've had this real kind of uh consciousness that mental health is, is is a is a real thing and is and is kind of is out there and certainly when i when i was much younger growing up as a as a child and through school and even as a as a young man really i don't ever recall it being uh a thing that people people thought about too much which is not great to be perfectly honest with you uh so i think when when um the importance of mental health is comes to the fore like it has at the moment you realize how what a what a kind of defining factor it can be uh in in a lot of things that we do uh and in in terms of in terms of brass bands of course all we've got in a brass band is the same as a, a badminton club or a golf club or a a school or whatever we've just got a group of human beings that's it that's what we've got bottom line uh, and any human beings are susceptible to be experiencing any kind of mental health at any moment, really. So uh, it's certainly, yeah, I'd I'd say probably within the last five, six years, really, is something that's become, you know, more, I've become more and more aware of, uh, particularly in my role, my sort of leadership role in bands as well, knowing that it's one of the things which, uh, you know, I need to kind of, take care of or look out for really yeah and is that focus on mental well-being and mental health of your players at Corey just as important as focusing on the musical excellence as well now yeah well you can't have one without the other that's 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 the point really uh and I mean I guess the the culture of um what we do in bands it has it has kind of been very late to respond to um uh, to to general trends, if you like, and I'll give you the, the example of the male and female ratio in bands. Uh, you know, 
bands and particularly the top bands were all all male domains for a long long time and and I'm talking about up until about 20 years ago really so fairly recent history uh, and of course I think one of the things which is uh, well established is that men are perhaps worse at considering mental health and talking about mental health than uh, than than women are so you know that it's it's a potential hotbed for for issues in the world of brass bands when you when you when you think about it um but in but in you mean your question related to Corey uh I I'm well aware that we can't really achieve much unless everyone's pulling in the same direction as each other uh and I don't think any everyone can be pulling in the same direction as each other if generally people aren't happy with the direction that 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 that, that we're actually going so if you equate you know mental health with kind of happiness um then uh yeah this is this is definitely an important thing for me if if I can keep the members of my band kind of satisfied with the direction of travel uh in other words they have a positive kind of a mental health approach to whatever we're doing then uh, uh, then that's an advantage I think absolutely yeah and success is often born out of satisfaction and compatibility and um how do you how do you can uh, kind of cultivate that environment practically at Corey uh well um I think uh one of the things which I've always tried to be very careful about is um who i recruit to be in the band which is um uh yeah it's 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 definitely an important thing for me but it's um one thing that i think can absolutely pay dividends for the long term rather than rushing to uh appoint people to the band uh appoint people to the band who are going to be able to contribute positively um to you know whatever it is we're trying we're trying to achieve and that doesn't just mean that they're a good player because of course it it does mean that in Corey but it doesn't only mean that uh it also means that they're gonna in, in my view kind of fit in as part of the team uh and, and be able to kind of join us on this join us on this journey um and so yeah that initial recruitment is something that i think is really important and make, just making sure that we've got the right people in the band who can deal with the pressures which we we feel at the top level um and 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 in actual fact I, when i look around the band which i haven't done for quite some time but when i do look around the band uh you know i'm really pleased to see uh, most of the people there actually thrive on the atmosphere that that high pressure kind of atmosphere so it's it's to do with getting the right type of person but getting that getting that correct at the time of entry to the band and um you know we've got lots of kind of safeguards like we do uh, a trial period with the band so the band can see what it's like to be with that person and that person can see what it's like to be with the band and so you know I try and keep the pressure off as much as possible um but yeah getting the right people for the right chairs is really important
Well, it's, it's so much about people, isn't it? And it's not just the musical compatibility. It is that personal level. And I think that's a lot of where not just bands, workplaces, any kind of groups can go wrong because they don't focus on the, the personal aspect of it. And compatibility is so important. Um, just on, on that, you, you just mentioned, obviously, you've not seen them for a long time because we've been on lockdown now for goodness knows how many weeks and out of the band room. But um, I think a massive part that, that's really showed how good that compatibility and connection is with the band and the kind of fun aspect of the band um has been what you've shared in these videos that have uh, just gone global haven't they um how important was it to do those videos and create them and and was it i mean albeit they're quite stressful to create but has it been quite fun doing it and also the response that you've had to it mm. uh yeah well i mean the, the, the lockdown happened for us really, really suddenly. So, I mean, I was, I literally had my shoes on to go out of the door to band practice when uh, the prime minister announced that all, all gatherings were going to stop. So it was, and I had my full rehearsal planned and everything. So it was so sudden as I'm sure it was for all bands. Uh, and that was a bit of a shock, but the next morning um, or kind of overnight, really, I realized that we couldn't, we couldn't just stop function. We couldn't just stop, you know, operating because, um, you know, depending on how long the lock- lockdown went on for, you know, we needed to be in a position when it when it finished, whenever it finishes, to kind of come out of it. And I don't think we'll be picking up where we left off, but certainly we need to we need to be able to very quickly get up and running again. So, um, you know, I think again, going back to the human aspect and the personal aspect, everyone kind of needs motivation, don't they? Really, and whilst we were at band, we had a lot to be motivated for, uh, and the rehearsals and the concerts and the contests stop, and suddenly there's a, there's a danger that you know you completely lose motivation. You don't want to practice. You don't want to even get it out of the box. So that was the thinking. Really, was just create, start creating some little mini projects for the band to keep their you know keep their mental faculties kind of. Uh, oiled up not to mention their their physical you know state of the lip and all the rest of it so that, that's why we, we started doing that in the first place for the for the band members plus of course we we want to keep kind of connected with our audiences as well and kind of spreading a little bit of the the joy and happiness which we like to think we spread what, when we're functioning and we're doing concerts and other performances and what have you we, we wanted to keep that going as well so it was it was those it was those two um objectives really uh, of doing the doing the online stuff and yeah it's been it's been pretty successful and um i mean to be honest i've been very impressed with the way the band have applied themselves to yeah. it because um i think there was a little bit the first the first project we tried to we we were excited and enthused about it when we we still are <laughs> but the first one particularly we were all like come on let's let's give it a go see if it can see if we can get it to work because we didn't know whether it would work or not and we did it fairly quickly in about a week or so and not everyone joined you see we had about i think we had 23 or something on the first one out of 30 and of course, it went absolutely just exploded everywhere. And, and since that project, we've done three or four more. And I've had virtually 100% um, participation from the band members themselves, which yeah. is, I, I just think that's, fun, that's phenomenal. And, and it's a good sign for me um, that people are still kind of engaged and still motivated. Because I have, I have actually, to be honest, I, mean, I just mentioned earlier about not putting undue pressure on people. I have made it clear to them it's, it's optional. You don't yeah. have to be part of the project, but everyone chooses to be part of it. 
Yeah, and I think that's really great. It shows what a great um, environment and atmosphere there is that people want to be involved, you, you know, for their own kind of mental well-being because it's something to do because they're passionate about playing. Um, but also to, to be able to raise that smile on, on your audiences. Um, and I know that for a few years you've done quite a few kind of online be it rehearsals or concerts or performances. Um, so it, it is part of your kind of how you've started doing things but this is really different because it's also got the audience people watching the videos an opportunity to really see the individual characters um and and who they are and and it's nice to see such a range of different people and characters that are so compatible as a unit um and yeah there's definitely be some smiles but i i I, the question i have to ask about the videos is how many more outfits does emily have how many you know (laughs) how many more videos can we create in different outfits (laughs) i'm sure that's the question on your lips but it's a question that i can't answer unfortunately (laughs) i have no no access to a private wardrobe (laughs) (laughs) i think that's brilliant though that just you know to to do that and bring that smile to others is what it's all about it's why we it is why we do what we do in bands performing it is to to do that for ourselves and our audiences isn't it how can um obviously as a a conductor there is um a responsibility for supporting mental health in the band room as you've talked about but how how could you advise conductors to kind of focus on that what can they do practically well i mean the the bottom line for me is and this is as true for Corey as it is for any other band is that it's, it's a hobby what 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 we do uh, I mean, there's a, there's a few of us who are lucky enough to, um, you know, have it as our profession. But for the vast majority of people in brass band, and it's a hobby. So the bottom line is, if, you, if you're not enjoying it uh, and you're not, you know, feeling enriched or engaged in it, then you just won't do it. And I'm really aware of that in, in Corey Band. Anyone who stops enjoying it or getting what they want from it will can just walk away. And that's, you know, that's that, that's the nature of what we do. There's no professional contracts or anything like that. Yeah. So um this the idea of people um you know finding something in the band which enriches their life is is really really important not like i say not just for Corey, but for every band so uh this is definitely something that conductors need to kind of keep their eye on and i and i i would say in answer to your question what what i've tried to do more and more in recent years is just but just notice things just be aware of things really so um you know don't do a rehearsal with your eyes closed in as much as you know you're you're looking at the score and you're dealing with the musical things as well but look around the room look at the body language look you know when you say certain things look at how people react and um you know sometimes everyone reacts in the same way but sometimes everyone apart from one or two people act react in a certain way which is you know a, a sign for a for an observant conductor that maybe there are there are issues there which um you know go above and beyond the music which which need a little bit of attention so that, i mean that's that is my i mean i'm no expert for sure but i just just what what i have kind of note sort of noticed in recent years is that the more i pay attention to um, things that are happening in the room when I've got the band there together with me, uh, the better, really. Yeah, it's. I mean, the role of a conductor, it's it's multifaceted. It's not just about the music, is it? I mean, you have to be a, a confidant, a coach, a champion, a cheerleader, all those things. Um, do you think that some people that go into conducting don't um they kind of underestimate the the amount of man management that there is to being a conductor? Uh 
Well, I mean, I hear a lot of conductors talk about it and, you know, it's definitely the most challenging part of, of the job as far as I'm concerned um, because I don't, I, I'm not, I don't have any training in it. I don't, you know, I don't like, like you know, I, I, I'm a musician, so I, I did, I got, I've got a couple of music degrees and I'm trained in it and I know what I'm doing. And so in terms of conducting and composing, arranging and rehearsing, what have you, I know exactly what I'm doing, but I'm no psychologist. Uh, and so I think that's, that's potentially um, a bit of a scary area for, for conductors um, because, uh, yeah, because it's perhaps something that people don't know about. And certainly talking from my personal experience, everything I know about how to deal with people, I've learned from actually doing it uh, and made, you know, hundreds of thousands of mistakes along the way. Uh, and I'm sure many more to come, but you know, you know, every, every day is a learning experience, isn't it? But I guess, you know, I guess a lot of conductors uh, find themselves kind of standing in the middle of the band without necessarily even any kind of conducting experience or conducting training or anything like that. So, you know, they're probably, you know, they're probably more kind of focused on that side of things than they are about the other side. But it's true what you say, you know, conducting on the surface of it, it looks simple and you're just waving your arms around. But actually, when you when you drill down there's so so many things which you need to take care of that it's um you know it's a it, it's a labyrinth really absolutely so just to focus on uh Corey, obviously at the minute they they are the most successful band in the world currently um and it's it's consistent and continual success um how do you go about preparing the band for a performance a contest performance um but the kind of mental aspect of preparation be that in the week running up or on the day is there anything particularly that you focus on uh no, there's nothing particular well I, let, yeah i mean there's there is the, the thing that we focus on is is the performance that's it so there's actually a lot of things which i'm very careful not to focus on in fact not to mention at all in any way okay. um, because as I already said we 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 get we make sure that we're very careful in recruitment so uh, I think I'm sure we've all been in the situation where you know we've got a new person in the band and you know everything's been going fine and then you do your first performance and you, it's not really until you've come off the stage that you you really think that you kind of got the measure of the person how they've coped with that pressure and pressurized situation and uh, and what have you. So in, in, in the case of Corey, we make sure that a, we have, we only have people in the band who can cope with that situation. That's obviously yeah. a, a given. In terms of preparing those people for, for a big pressurized performance, like I say, I, I spend a hundred percent of my time getting them focused on playing as well as they can. So we rehearse in a lot of detail uh, and, you know, I impress upon the players the need for them all to come to band practice in the best possible shape they can with all their practice done. Uh, and we spend pretty much all of our time focusing on getting the lengths of notes right, playing in tune with each other, waiting this long at that moment, getting the dynamics right, what have you, all 100% on that. What I'm really, really... Um, clear not to focus on at all are any of the distractions that can come in so um uh for example if it's a contest i i won't ever mention any of the other bands i mean there's 
and the reason it's a very simple reason for that is that that is totally out of our control yeah i, w I won't mention the draw for example yeah well, there's no point is there just, in in my opinion that is a complete and utter waste of energy talking about things that are outside of your control so that so we focus on the things that are in our control and that is you know when the players put the instruments to their lips what comes out of the other end that's the that's the single thing that you're actually in control of uh on on any performance really and so we just focus we just focus purely on that uh and while i'm pretty tough on the band um and the standards are really high and everyone in the band knows that obviously as the as the performance approaches whether it's a concert or a contest or whatever it, it is starting to sound pretty good with Corey and I know I'm just make sure that I, I, I say that on many occasions and tell the band how good it's sounding and, um, you know, in, increase their confidence that way really. So that's, so that's, that's how the mindset works really. We just positive, very, very, uh, sorry, we focus very positively on the things we can control, which are very few things to be honest, but yeah. mainly they're what the, the, what happens on the instruments uh, and what comes out of the instruments and and b we just kind of increase the levels of confidence uh the closer we get to it now obviously at Corey, you you're very fortunate that you've got uh, a team there who are very experienced as individuals but also buy into this kind of hive mindset of uh, they know exactly what the the group dynamic is as well um if you take this kind of down to bands of lower sections or with less experience, um, do you think that when, as they approach contests, they focus or maybe it's, it's the role of the conductor to do this, focus a lot on what they're playing and what they're performing in terms of rehearsing the music, but they don't focus on how to perform it? Um, I, I think it's uh, what I found work, working with lower section bands is interesting. Uh, so, you know, some, a lot of bands with the with basic good guidance can play can play really well yeah from the top section right down to the fourth section but as soon as you as soon as you say to a band right the next performance is going to be a contest suddenly there seems to be all of these kind of extra rules in play or in people's minds anyway yeah. oh no well this is we're going to be judged and the you know blah, and and suddenly everyone's really nervous and on edge and what have you uh and and that that that's that's the dif difference for me i mean it's a psychological difference and that's that's what we have at Corey. is that really every performance is is the same we do we perform a lot so it doesn't really matter whether we're in rehearsal or in a concert or in a contest the rules are the same uh at, whereas with the lower section bands i just feel i mean a lot of them probably just do the regionals as they're like the main kind of contest of the year uh, and they focus everything on that almost to the kind of detriment of everything else. And they put so much pressure on themselves just for this kind of one-off uh, performance uh, that it actually becomes very, very counterproductive in, in my experience anyway. So I think, um, I'm not sure if it necessarily relates to the question you asked me, but uh, I think, you know conductors of lower section bands would do really really well just to instill in their players and it takes a long time years probably but to instill in their players that whenever they get the instruments out of the case whatever they're doing whatever piece they're playing whatever occasion they're playing whether it's in the band room whether they're on stage and they've got the uniform on whatever 
it doesn't make any difference. It's basically just breathing in and out with a lump of metal on your face. That's what it is every single time. And there's, yeah. there's, no, there's no difference whatsoever. Now, you can't, you can't tell players that on a Thursday night and expect them to all perform brilliantly on a Saturday on a concert. But it's something that I think lower section band conductors should be should be chipping away at all the time. And I think after the after a year or two years of con- this continual message, then I think that kind of psychological barrier is definitely something that can be broken down. Well, that's it. At the end of the day, a performance is a performance, whether it's a, a concert or a contest. Or, I mean, really, we're performing when we're in a rehearsal room as well, aren't we? You know, we should have that kind of performance mentality, that that mindset. Um. So obviously music and going to band and things like that is is a massive part of um, personal well-being for a lot of players. That's why they do it, um, because music is, you know, well known for well-being. Um, but when you're actually a professional musician and you're you're working, doing that all day, can you still for you have is music still part of your well-being or what do you do to keep yourself sort of mentally fit? Uh, yeah, that's a good question. And <laughs> Again, I think it's not one that I've, I, I really consider. I just kind of, I just, I know when I'm mentally fit and I know when I'm a bit run down. And, yeah. Uh, that's it. I mean, I'm generally, I'm, I'm a pretty, I mean, touch wood, I'm a pretty fit person generally. I don't often get ill and, um, you know, I don't often get too down about things. But like you say, I mean, I am passionate about music. So um, I've got a job with Corey and um, as as a freelance musician and composer and what have you that I absolutely love uh so it's not difficult for me to get out of bed in any morning really in fact I'm usually bounding out of bed because I've got a million things that I want to yeah that I want to do and then of course the fact that that happens to be music as well and as you said music can affect people emotionally you know and in many many ways haven't they so I've got if I'm feeling like I want a bit of a bit of a pick me up, then I've got my favorite album that I, that I want to go and listen to. And, um, you know, I know the power, how the power of music can kind of affect your mood. So I guess I'm sort of working that subconsciously on myself as I go through, as I go through the day as well. So, uh, yeah, I think the fact that I, I'm, I do what I do keep, keeps me pretty, pretty, um, mentally, mentally well, because it's something that I really love. And what would be your uh, go-to music to listen to then? Uh, the one that the uh, album that I always go to, uh, and you're not allowed to laugh, is um, Huey Lewis and the News, oh. uh, and an album called Four, which um, is probably something from the 1980s or something like that. I don't know, but it's one that my dad had anyway. So it kind of takes me back to my childhood a little bit, and I yeah. used. I sort of adopted it and I just wore the wore the vinyl out really and played it and I know every single nuance on that on that yeah. album and it's just a great rock and roll album yeah uh, and it's very varied as well and it's got acapella bits on it and I think it's just got a lot of musical invention and I just love it so anytime I'm just feeling like a little bit Ugh, and I and I want a bit of a spring in my step then I go to that one brilliant well on that note with a spring in your step we'll leave it there thank you so much for joining me today Phil no problem Thank you to Phil for all his wise words and valuable experience. You can find out more about Phil's musical world on his website at www.philipharper.co.uk or follow him on Twitter at philipharper1. The point of the Brass on the Mind podcast is to bring open and honest conversations about mental health and brass bands into the banding movement. So I hope you've enjoyed today's instalment. We all have mental health. We just don't always like to chat about the lows as much as the highs. 
but with open, honest and non-judgmental chat, we can help create a supportive and understanding environment in our brass band movement and ultimately help, encourage and retain our musicians. For more information on mental health in brass bands, head over to www.mode4.co.uk or join the Brass on the Mind Facebook group at www.facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Brass on the Mind. Together, we can start the conversations about the taboo subjects, keep talking and sharing experiences for better mental health for all of us. I look forward to you joining me again next time. Thank you.